0: Hello and welcome to Life Beyond the Numbers, the podcast where we share stories, insights and strategies that go beyond some of the numbers we encounter in our work life. I'm Susanne Echidon. I work with organisations who put people first. I've lived and worked in many countries. I've met people who love what they do and people who don't people who bring their full selves to work, and people who won't. And together with my guests, we place a lens on and focus in on the people side of work life. Because we know that it is people who do the work, not numbers. And if we are treated well, we will perform well, and might even generate better numbers.
1: Hello and welcome to, wait for it, episode 100. Yes, that's right. We have reached episode 100 of Life Beyond the Numbers. And wherever you are, join me in a celebratory (laughs) woohoo. Because it is just such a cool feeling to sit here this afternoon and record episode 100. This week is the second of the trilogy. Last week, we looked back at the past and really just back at the podcast over the last couple of years and what it has meant. And of course, I talked about that it was people that mattered. And the people include, obviously, you, the listener, the wonderful guests that have given us their insights and time, and me, because I've learned so much doing this process. And the other thing was about stepping into the unknown getting out there, practice, 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 because consistency is key, and that you're not alone. And that was the main message from last week when I took the opportunity to look back. And this week, like I said, is about the present. Now, the interesting thing about the present is Well, it's happening right here, right now. I'm here in this present moment. That's it. It's gone. It's the next moment. And then there's the next moment and the next moment. (laughs) So it is a moment by moment experience. And you never really know what's going to arise. So last week, I had an outline for what I was going to cover on looking back. And when I pressed record, (laughs) that outline somehow just shifted and a new one emerged. And that sometimes is the beauty of the present moment. So I'm not going to just talk about moment to moment today, but I thought what I might do is just look at where I am right now on my journey. And I know that my journey or a journey sounds like a cliche, but thinking about this. Life is a series of journeys. I mean, there's the one long journey from birth to death. But we go through so many parallel journeys all the time. Childhood, school, exams. We've just all been through a COVID journey. All of our experience is different. And I thought about a quotes that are nice about this whole journey thing. And one is from the poet Antonio Machada, pretty sure he's a Spanish poet, says, traveller, there is no path, the path is made by walking. So it is that one step in front of the other, not really knowing where we're going, how we're going to get there. And the choices we make in that present moment, Will I go right or left? And I thought I would take a little bit of help today from Dr. Seuss. I'm a big fan of, oh, the places you'll go. And it's a children's book that I never, I never even heard of Dr. Seuss until my siblings had children. And I still remember the first day I read this out and I was just mesmerized by it. And I think it's lovely. So if you'll allow me, going to try and bring Dr. Seuss in a couple of times during this so you might hear me saying as Dr. Seuss would say or as Dr. Seuss says throughout and I like this because it starts off with congratulations today is your day you're off to great places you're off and away you have brains in your head you have feet in your shoes you can steer yourself any direction you choose you're on your own and you know what you know And you are the guy or girl who'll decide where to go. You'll look up and down streets, look them over with care. And some you will say, I don't choose to go there. And you may not find any. You'll want to go down. In that case, of course, you'll head straight out of town. It's opener there in the wide open air. Out there, things can happen and frequently do. It just makes me think of being outside in the open space and finding space to be. And at the beginning of this year, I sat down and started writing in my journal about the things I wanted to do this year, the things that I wanted to bring into my life. The things that maybe I wanted to achieve. The path that I wanted to walk, I guess you could say. I took a chance to just look back there in the last few weeks and something really struck me. I was answering a prompt, what do you want your biggest triumph in 2022 to be? I wrote, most of all, I think my biggest triumph would be freeing my voice, getting permission to use my voice and using it in the service of others. And, And I think I did that. I freed my voice. And here I am doing my third solo podcast episode. And the next question was, What steps will you take to get out of your comfort zone in 2022? And the first thing I wrote was, Get help, get a somatic coach, podcast coach, business coach, really figure out what I'm becoming and go get it. And that was about, I suppose, marking the path or setting the path, the direction I wanted to go in for this year. And I have found some fantastic folk who are helping me on this journey of self-discovery or maybe navigating the path I'm on, because the path comes with many a twist and turn. And I also think you can get help, or I certainly do, from reading or listening And somebody who came into my conscious awareness this year is a poet, writer, philosopher, I'm not really sure how to describe him, David White, W-H-Y-T-E. And his book, Consolations, is such a fantastic read. And he just takes, I think it's the solace in everyday words, and he defines maturity As the ability to live fully and equally in multiple contexts, to courageously inhabit the past, the present, and the future all at once. And he says that the wisdom that comes from maturity is in our disciplined refusal to choose between or isolate three powerful dynamics that form our identity. What has happened? what only looks as if it is happening now and what is about to occur. And I like that because it says more about just living in the present moment and seeing what is around us and being aware, self-aware. But it's also saying, well, okay, I think, how can I use or learn from what I have been and done or my experiences And help that to inform where I'm going, not to dwell in the past or live only in the future, but to take advantage of the past to inform the future. And I guess that is what I've been doing. So I'd like to share a little story about something I discovered in all of this. A thread that has followed me, or I've been aware of all my life, is this one line that I remember from a poem or a short story when I was going to school. All I could remember was that we were all following our own inner personal route. That's it. Just those few words. And... I can absolutely remember being places, traveling, being on the bus or the train as a teenager, or even just in town and watching people walk past me, thinking, I wonder where they're going. I have no idea where they're going because they're following their own inner personal route. And throughout my life, I mean, I've traveled a lot. I think I've been in over 60 countries, worked in many of them as well, But I used to play this game with myself in airports on airplanes, looking at people and wondering what their inner personal route was. And it was just there in the background. And I've thought about it often, and I suppose it helped me to amuse myself. And then it came up again this year. A lot. And I kept thinking, I have to find out where that came from. Like, what was it from? And I worked out, or I believed at least, that it must have been from either a poem or a short story from when I did my intercert, as we called it back in those days in Ireland. The equivalent being the O-Levels or GCSE in the UK, and the Junior Cert, as it's called now in Ireland. And I thought it had to have come from there. And I knew that the Leaving Cert, the A-Levels book, had been reissued. So I searched for the Cert books and I found them. And I bought both of them. And honestly, they, they're about a foot high between them, <laughs> And it was literally, looking for those words was like looking for a needle in a haystack. And of course, you're thinking, why didn't you just go to Google? And to be honest, I did. I often went to Google and put in those following our own inner personal route over and over again. And I never found anything. I mean, I just never found anything. And I was so sure that it was something that had come from that time. And... A couple of weeks ago, when I had COVID, and one evening I was just feeling a bit like, what am I going to (laughs) do? Because it was really, well, as Dr. Seuss might say, wherever you fly, you'll be the best of the best. Wherever you go, you will top all the rest, except when you don't, because sometimes you won't, I'm sorry to say. But sadly, it's true that bang-ups and hang-ups can happen to you. You can get all hung up in a prickly perch and your gang will fly on, you'll be left in a lurch. You'll come down from the lurch with an unpleasant bump, and then the chances are that you'll be in a slump. And when you're in a slump, you're not in for much fun. slumping yourself is not easily done. And I just got this urge to look for that again. So I went on Google and I found some place you could do this advanced search. And um, I'm not sure if it was a library catalogue. I can't even remember now. And I put in Inner Personal Root. And I searched for, oh, yeah, that was it. I limited the search to pre-1990 because I knew it had to be from back then. And Victor Sodden Pritchett came back and I was like, that does not seem remotely familiar. And then the next link down or the next search result on Google was, V.S. Pritchett. And I was like, oh, hold on a minute. That seems familiar. So I picked up the poetry book and there was no V.S. Pritchett poet. And then I picked up the short story book and there was a short story called The Fly in the Ointment. And I'm going to read the first paragraph from The Fly in the Ointment. It was the dead hour of a November afternoon. Under the ceiling of level, mud-coloured cloud, the latest office buildings of the city stood out alarmingly like new tombstones among the mass of older buildings. And along the streets, the few cars and the few people appeared and disappeared slowly, as if they were not following the roadway or the pavement, but some inner personal route. I was just like flabbergasted, I found it, it was there. And I asked myself, what was going on in the head of that 14 year old or 15 year old, as in me, at the time that that line struck me so much? What was it about? And the the whole story is about a father and a son relationship and the father's factory has shut down and he's bankrupt after 30 years in business. And there's some stuff in there about workplaces and fulfilling work life and money. And I wonder if, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And and I have my theories because I guess it's that journey, isn't it? We are all following our own inner personal route. And there isn't a path. The path is made by walking. But the inner personal route is somehow different. And I never really thought about it as being a journey inwards. I always thought of it as where are the people going outwardly, not what's going on in their inner lives, but where are they traveling to? And it was only really this year when I thought about it in a bit more detail that I was like, wow, this is about the inner personal journey, our own self exploration, Getting to know ourselves better. And again, back to David White, David White says that self-knowledge is not fully possible because half of what lies in our heart and in our mind is potentiality. And this hidden half person of ours will subvert any present understandings we have about ourselves. So what we're actually about to become or are afraid of becoming always rules and wins over what we think we are already. What we recognize and applaud as honesty and transparency in someone is actually the humble demeanor of the apprentice Someone paying extreme attention to themselves, of others, to life, to the next step, which they may survive or they may not. Someone who doesn't have all the answers, but who is attempting to learn what they can about themselves and those with whom they share the journey. Someone like everyone else wondering what they and their society are about to turn into. So the real foundation of the self, he says, is not in self-knowledge, but in the self-forgetfulness that occurs when it meets something other than the self it first wanted to know. And (laughs) it's kind of like turning yourself inside out. And there are so many directions you can go in and you never really figure it out, I guess. Because when you are trying to do it, then these voices are coming in, the self-doubt or self-criticism or whatever it might be, and they are subverting you from getting there. So what do I mean by all of that? Because it sounds like I'm up in my head now again, doesn't it? But The American psychologist James Hillman argues that we must ultimately find a balance between self-acceptance and an ongoing commitment to changing those aspects of ourselves that are destructive. And that is something that's part of my inner personal route or my journey work this year. And that's what I'm getting to now. And one of the things that I've been actively trying to create is space. Because it's all do, do, do
0: and not always being. And I, I allowed my boundaries to be broken. There was a very, very, very thin film between the work life and the, the home life. My passion, my whole being, my identity, frankly, was built up around being the executive director of Accenture Development Partnerships. That was who I, I was. And I've spent the last few years trying to unpick who I am when I am not that business card. Who And I think many people in business of all levels get subsumed by the job, the day job, doing, 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 doing. And they have no chance to, to be. We are human beings after all. We're not human doings, as someone said.
1: Early last year, I got introduced to this concept of ma space. It's a Japanese concept, and it was through the Craig Biroch cast. Craig Biroch is a decelerator lab up in the Isle of Bute. And yeah, the concept of mass space, which is this space between, space between things. So a pause in speech needed to convey meaningful words. or the silence between the notes that make the music. It's also the, if you look at a page of words, a page of text, the space between is just as important as the words itself. Otherwise it would just be gobbledygook. And funnily enough, as I was preparing for this episode, I noticed that on the back of that short story book I just read, the foreword says initials and love hearts and random notes were scrawled in its margins a shorthand code of teenage life jotted down in blank spaces <laughs> so everywhere we go there's space there's white space to pause but are we intentional am i intentional about creating that space in the present moment or do i put it off because I'm busy, busy, busy. And I was intentional about wanting space. I know I need space. I absolutely need space. And I do have good boundaries when it comes to taking breaks. But I realized that I've been kind of, I'm on this like hamster wheel, always doing, doing, doing. And I really wanted to slow down. I wanted to have time to be.
0: So before you know it, the mind starts up kind of going, okay, so what is this sitting and doing nothing? What is it I'm supposed to be? But I, if I'm just sitting here. And we don't often notice those thoughts happening. They're just like wearing away in the background the whole time. But they are thoughts. Well, quite often people don't even think they're thoughts, right? But to actually create space in the mind is a skill and you need training to do it really although having said that i I reckon it does come naturally to some people who can be hyper focused and because i think the focus has a lot to do with creating that space but most people need to be trained to do it definitely so so to to train yourself to work on your thoughts or or become more aware of of where your top thoughts are taking you
1: so in one of the sessions that i had with the somatic coach I've been working with. We explored this. First, we explored the space, and she put it into my head about transitions and liminal spaces and this space between. And apparently, in Ireland, and I had, oh, I certainly, I wasn't aware of this, that there is a this phrase "itter ought, which is between places, and our ancestors placed importance on liminal time between each festival. And the Celtic calendar is made up of eight festivals. So there were four months in the year, January, April, July, and November, that are the space between. It's a time to sit and a time to allow feelings and emotions to come through. So we can acclimatize and embrace a new way of being. So having space or creating space, making space, it's all quite important. And just having silence sometimes, just quiet. The space between. But we did something from transpersonal psychology to explore how I might get space and what parts of me were there. And the parts that wanted to play were these two parts that I called the retreater and the energetic part. And the retreater presents itself when it feels like it. It wants space, it needs space and the ability to recharge. And this energetic side presents itself whenever it can. It wants to be, it needs space, lives in my heart. And what was interesting was when Retreater and the energetic part worked together, they allowed space. And so when we had finished this, I said, well, if both of these know that they need space and want space and are allowing each other space then how come there is no space and so we went and asked what part wanted to show itself now and interestingly enough the part that came forth was the worker and the worker is in charge the worker lives in my head and the worker doesn't want to be it presents daily, and all it wants to be is not quiet, but needs to just keep working. And as we were talking about this, the phrase that came up was this, the devil makes work for idle hands. So this belief that I have from somewhere far back in my life, that is Sabbath. what was the word that David White used? Subverting. <laughs> <laughs> My quest for space. And so I tasked myself in the present moment to convince the worker that things like writing are work, taking space is work, allowing space is work, because what happens in that space is magic. It's when you can have time to explore your thoughts. And in fact, I came across the space as an acronym from this article about white space. And space, S for slow, P for pause, A for ask, C, connect, and E, explore. That's a lot. So just by creating space, We allow ourselves, I can allow myself all these things. And I'm not quite there yet in this present moment of getting space. I'm getting better, certainly being more intentional about creating space. I certainly know the value of it. And I'm rewiring old thought patterns. I've brought them into conscious awareness. I know that I am somehow sabotaging myself but I'm becoming the person I'm becoming I'm following my inner personal route there is no path the path is made by walking and the other thing about space this is like my space journey today is I've done lots of visualizations and journaling and all sorts of different things to deepen this self-knowledge and back to Dr. Seuss should you turn left or right or right and three quarters or maybe not quite or go round back and sneak in from behind simple it's not I'm afraid you will find for a mind maker upward to make up his mind you can get so confused that you'll start into race headed I fear toward the most useless place the waiting place for people just waiting, waiting for a train to go or a bus to come or a plane to go or the mail to come or the rain to go or the phone to ring or the snow to snow or the waiting around for a yes or no or another chance. Everyone is just waiting. No, that's not for you. Somehow you'll escape all that waiting and staying. In many of the visualizations I do, I'm in Space and not outer space, although that would be lovely. But I'm in, I find myself looking ahead, out at sea perhaps, and all I can see is space around me. I have every direction to go in, and it's amazing. And it, I find it really exhilarating to think, wow, look, that's my horizon. And another time I was standing in a field. And as somebody said, outstanding in your field or standing out in your field. But I'm standing in this field. And again, there's no obstructions. There's nothing to stop me moving forward. And I can go in any direction. And the other one that I've seen is just this blank canvas, like this big, huge space, a blank canvas. Again, mine for the making. And it hit me just yesterday, that although there is no path, because the path is made by walking, there does need to be direction. (laughs) Because otherwise, and if we just take the metaphor of being at sea, when you're at sea and you're way out with no landmarks and you cannot see anything except open water, If you're not heading in a direction, if you don't plan to go somewhere, you're never going to be able to tell whether you're making progress or not. You might just be going around in circles, waiting. And in a field, well, am I going to get to the next field? Where is the next field? Is there another field? Is there at least a direction to go in? And with my blank canvas, unless I put something on it and make a mark, then. Am I just waiting? So in next week's episode, I'm going to set a direction. And of course I've done direction setting before and I get the concept of it, but I'm not sure that I've made the commitment to the direction I want to go in as clear to myself or to others as I could. And that is what I will be doing in this present moment this week and I will be doing that by holding the past and holding the future together in the present to chart a course and figure out what it is that I want and let's just finish with Dr Seuss again on and on you will hike and I know you'll hike far and face up to your problems whatever they are So be sure when you step, step with care and great tact and remember that life's a great balancing act. Just never forget to be dexterous and deft and never mix up your right foot with your left. And will you succeed? Yes, you will. Indeed. 98 and three quarter percent guaranteed. You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. I hope you've enjoyed my inner personal route, my space journey and the paths that we've traversed today. And maybe some of it rings true for you and maybe it doesn't, but maybe you know somebody who it would be good for them to hear this too. And if you are the type of person that likes to help others, well, make sure you leave a review so that others can find out about the show too. Until next week,
0: goodbye and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know who would enjoy it too. I believe we are all entitled to enjoy our work and the future of work life will be changed by those who put people first and create more fulfilling work lives for themselves, their colleagues, their teams and organisations. If you have any suggestions for topics you'd like to have covered, guests you'd like to hear from, or questions for me, please drop a line to susan at beyond And finally, please consider leaving a review.